Alrighty, welcome again to the Dr. Sharon Leeds. I'm excited about what I want to talk about today. It's going to be a happy day. I want to talk about, of course, it's always about leadership. And from a biblical uh, perspective, about some of the tasks, the first task of a leader. You know, the first task of a leader is really to define core values. I love the new church that I'm going to since I moved to Texas, how those leadership values are just so evident. It's almost an attraction. It's almost so contagious because not only you're learning scripture, you're learning so much about leadership, how to lead well. I want to go to uh, go with you today to Matthew 6 in verse 1 to 7 and then verse 27 because when we're thinking about the task of a leader, in the first sermon recorded in um, his gospel, Matthew spotlights Jesus' major emphasis on values. I know, do you see values these days? And Jesus knew his first task was to provide a set of core values for his men. It's like when I was in leadership and just knowing that there are some values that I wanted for my staff. When I get in, I, I wanted to establish these core values. And these core values is what's really going to allow us to be productive. But there was a string, very strong part of core values that's really the things that we needed as a team. Now, Jesus lists uh, uh, some core values in Matthew 6, verses 1 to 7. Let's take a shot at them because it says, Do the first things right for the right reasons. I love that. When you're doing the right things for the right reasons, it works out fine. You know, number two is pray God's agenda, not your own. I remember when I used to get in, especially when I worked the night tour, when I used to say, Lord, please make me invisible so that you can be at work. Let them see you first before they see me. That was a big part. Prayer was a big part of my life when you work the night shift and you're leading people because most people are often asleep. So I always ask God to be on my agenda so that I could have a good time with the folks I work with. Number three, relationships will make or break you. Absolutely. One of the big core values of a leader is to build relationships. As a matter of fact, that's how you lead. When you're leading well, you're building relationships so that people can actually relate to you. Number four, prioritize eternal things, not temporal things. You know, we see that in verse 19 through 24, which is such a, a big part of prioritizing, you know. When we prioritize in life, verse 9, it says, Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now you may say, well, my gosh, what does this have to do with work? But think about it when you walk into the workplace, when you're ensuring that you are making sure that you're not focused on these little things. People look to you, believe it or not, because those are, again, tasks of a leader. Number five is my one of my greatest ones. Don't sweat the small stuff. 
Don't sweat the small stuff. I'm telling you, when you're in a leadership position, you cannot sweat the small stuff. That's seen in verses um, 625 to 31. Don't sweat the small stuff. It says, do not worry. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the ear, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you are... By worrying can add one cubit to his stature. None. When you get into the workplace as a leader, you cannot smell the small stuff. People, again, are looking to you for these values. Number six, God's kingdom is paramount. Seek it first. Seek it first. I remember my grandmother would always say, and it says here, for after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that what you need. Think about it. He knows that we need all these things. But, I love that but right there to help us to understand. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. You know, I'm always saying, I I don't know, but my grandmother set me up because she would say these things and I never thought about them. But today, they make sense. Wow. Number six. Number seven is judge yourself before you judge others. Big one for the workplace. Oh, my goodness. Big. Judge yourself. Ask yourself when you get into the workplace. Am I doing what I want my people to repeat? That's so cool. Because judge not that you be not. Judge not that you be not judged. When you're in a leadership position and you walk into the workplace, if you're excited, if you're enthusiastic, if you're full of confidence, your people will be. If you're complaining, if you're miserable, your people are not going to work. They're going to be like that. You set the tone as a leader. You want people to work and to be productive and to be excited and to be contagious and to be energized. You have to be that. Number eight, if you need something ask. If you have something, give it. I can't even explain that anymore as a leader. Most people think that when they walk into the workplace, they have to know everything. You just have to show up and lead well. Move people from success to significance. Be there for them. When you're not clear about something, you ask your people. And when you have things, you give it. When they see those behaviors, they replicate just that. Number nine, stay true to your convictions. Don't wander from the narrow path. No, that's big. That's big. We talk about big. That's big. Because in chapter chapter 7, verse 13 to 20, it's there. Stay true. It talks about the narrow path. Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Now that's big as a leader. Staying through to those convictions will will help you. 
And again, you will be known by what you do. Verse 18 talks about a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree does <laughs> that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. You're leading. That's the task of a leader. And number 10, obedience to God is the only sure foundation for life. Obedience to God, the only sure foundation for life. In chapter 7, verse 21 to 27, we see all of that going. Not everyone who know, who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have you not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I will, I never knew you. Depart from you, from me, you who practice lawlessness. As a leader, you have to build on the rock. You have to do these things. It truly has to be done in order for you to lead well. Because in, in verse 27, it's very clear in verse 27, where he says, And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. You have to build on the rock. Build on the rock. So these are some first tasks of a leader. And again, these are this is a way, biblically, how you can define some of those core values. If you're still not convicted that Jesus gives a list of core values here, then go over to Matthew 7, verse 12, where he summarizes the law in a single statement. So again, Dr. Sharon Lees, I'm so glad you're connected with me and you're staying close to me. And I want to be close to you because together we can make a difference in a world that needs a difference for people who want to live differently and live by what God says. So thank you again for joining me. Stay beautiful, stay fabulous, and stay motivated. Bye-bye.